Hearty fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and sisters. We have been pondering upon the splendor of the central vertical column, the cerebrospinal system, into which there is the descent of the master. The master himself makes an abode in us. And our true abode is also the same cerebrospinal column. That's our true abode. When we are out of it, we are out of the house. We are out of the house of the father, we call it. That's how we become estranged sons. And we do not know again how to enter into it and stay in tune with the Father. We are known as the estrayed sons or the prodigal sons. Meaning, we have lost the very purpose of life and try to do whatever comes to you from the objectivity and with much, without much aim, without much progress and we become like a, like a kite without the, the thread, the, a kite which is, which loses the connection with the holder of this kite, it goes according to the that's how we keep moving in different directions. And the dims and fancies of the world, they rule us. We have no direction whatsoever. <coughs> it is the Master who is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient, who pervades the whole universe within and outside. He makes the central vertical column, the cerebrospinal system, has his abode and he lives as us. He lives as us. And we, in tune with him, have to function in the objective world. We need to function in tune with him in the objective world so that the very purpose of our emergence from Him is fulfilled. When each one of us have emerged from Him, there is a purpose for each one of us. And the purpose can only be known when we enter into the sanctum sanctum which is within us. It is there you meet the Master. The teachers whom we call the Masters of Wisdom, they give us the technique, they also help us to move within, to move within. Their main objective is to see that the wandering son gets back to the house, listens to the source from which they have come. We have all come from the same source. We need to know what are we are here, 
and what are we to do to know that we need to get into this temple which we call the cerebral spinal column we can enter this temple either in the west that is called muladhara we can enter this temple the hatha yogis they enter into this temple through muladhara and we can enter into the temple through the south which is the practice in raja yoga that you enter through the heart center with the help of respiration you can also enter into the temple through the east which is at the eyebrow center three ways of entering into the temple are prevailing from ancient most times one relates to hatha yoga another relates to artantra another relates to raja yoga another relates to raja yoga which is specifically given by lord krishna he says center to the brow center bhruva madhye dasha vishesh the sixth chapter of bhagavad gita he recommends that we enter into this temple through the east and almost all operatic teachings they recommend that we can enter into this temple with the help of respiration via the southern door and the ancient most technique was to enter the temple through the west this is how we need to enter unless you enter into the temple you cannot align with the, the master of the universe you cannot align with the divine the alignment with the divine is not possible when you are outside the temple please note this that's why the prayers done with an objective mind do not reach that which is deep down in you in the subjectivity you need to make an entry by thereby turning subjective and then relating to the divine who is present and get aligned with him when we get aligned with him we know the the very purpose of our life the will of god that's what we say if you see the lives of any initiates on a daily basis they are lying in a given place in a given time they align with him and then know the very program of the day according to that they conduct that's why you have this statement coming from initiates father by the vidyam and here to fulfill your purposes because you have built us to be therefore we work for you in working for you we are fulfilled and your wish of conducting through this and into the world is also fulfilled that's how we need to align the alignment is not possible unless you make an entry the prayers are not heard unless you make an entry they are not heard if you stand outside the temple or outside the church and you can't relate to the divine who is in the phantom sanctuary 
the divine who is in the sanctum sanctorum can be related to only when we enter the temple, <coughs> isn't it? You see that every temple is in an east-west direction. Be it a temple, be it a church, be it any worship place, it is generally east-west direction. In whichever way you see it, you, when you relate to the, to the top of your head, you are relating to the, to the forehead, you are relating to the east, and we are generally in the west, associating with the objectivity. So from west to south, south to east, we come. West to south. South to east, east to north, and then there is a way to move out and move in, all those steps are there. So therefore, be it a Masonic Lodge, be it a church, be it a, a temple in the east, they are all replicas of the temple within us. There is a way to enter into this temple. Temple entry has a procedure. You cannot enter as you like. Just because the door is open, you cannot get into it. You need to make an entry consciously, and you can experience, you should experience the column in you. That is what we have, as Bhajastam by the temple feast. Know that you are a column of consciousness and relate to the Most High in you, where you meet the One who is an Eternal One. The Eternal One is in you, and that is whom we call the Master of the Universe. He is available with each one of us, within each one of us. We need to relate to Him. A true teacher always recommends to his students to relate to the master who is present in each one of them. He doesn't want that the student only relates to the teacher who is appearing outside. He tells them to find the master of the universe. Because he himself relates to the master of the universe within himself and then receives the purpose and according to that purpose he guides those who are around him. And he says, you two do the same thing, you two relate to the Master who is available in you, Ishwara Sava Bhutanam, Hudyase Arjuna Dhrishtati, Ishana Sava Vijanam, Ishwara Sava Bhutanam. In everything there are so many statements coming in Upanishads and Bhagavad Gita, everywhere saying that the, the divine is in us. We are also within us. We are both in the same column, we are in the same house. It's like father and son being in the same house. Father and son being in the same house. And the son would do well as relates to the father and receives the purpose and progresses because in the outer it is ever changing. The outer is ever changing. It completely, it continuously keeps change. And he knows because he permeates in the outer. The master of the universe is as much outside as he is inside. Antar Bahishya Sarvam Jatya Narayana Isn't it? He permeates inside, he permeates outside. 
He has knowledge of the outside, he has knowledge of the inside. And you, being his son, he would like to guide you so that in a changing world, how you have to perform, not get lost in the change. The situations outside have an impact on you unless you are <coughs> stabilized within your own being. That is why daily entering into the temple, that's why all practices in all theologies recommended, let there be a daily visit to the temple. The temple symbolically is within you. We have temples outside us. We make the outside temples golden, isn't it? The truth is the inner temple is golden. Inner temple is a golden temple because when you get inside you know it's all gold. Meaning, not as metal but as color. It is golden hue and its domes are diamond. That's why the upper parts are diamond diamond tile and the 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 cerebral column is all diamond tile while the upper part is golden and then the rest is like the brass and then bronze and so on and so forth. There are so many colors. Those are details. What is important is the golden and the diamond. The subtle and the causal. The sukshma and then the karana. That's how it is said. <coughs> so into this temple we have to enter and be there to receive the direction as it comes from the Master on a day-to-day basis for you to act in the outer, in a place, according to the time. Yes, the time is ever changing and according to the time the objectivity keeps changing. It's an ever changing world. That's what I was explaining yesterday. It's like a meal. It's a changing world. And you are relating to a changing world and your relation in this, in this changing world and you are building something in the outer world which is meaningful for the society, it is all terminable with one incarnation. With one incarnation, that work is. Another incarnation is a different thing. Another incarnation is a different scene. Just like in a drama, in a drama, every act we have a different scene, we have different characters centering and you relate to them, isn't it? All those you relate to in this incarnation as your family members, as your friends, as your associates, and the places you relate to, the properties you relate to, the professions you relate to, all these changes for the next incarnation. It's like an actor in a different role, in a different movie, the same one. In a different movie, he plays a different role. Like that, we, the outer life, we play different roles in different incarnations. And these different roles keep happening on a daily basis also. We play the role of a father, we play the role of a brother, we play the role of an younger brother, we play the role of the son, we play the role of a friend. 
we play the role of a husband. So many roles we keep playing as a teacher, as a student. This, this role play is all for all other purposes. Inside there is only one constant role. Inside you are eternally a son of God. Inside each one of us is a son of God. Be it that you are in a male body or in a female body. The male-female aspect is only in relation to the outer. The external part side of you. The internal side of you, there is no such thing as male-female. There are no relations inside. There is only one relation <coughs> that we have. The fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of all intelligences of the universe. The brotherhood of all intelligences of the universe. The all intelligences of the universe also came through the Father. You also came through the Father. Therefore, you see this, this, this Kriti of Tyagaraja, he says, we are all brothers, we are all relatives. He says, Bharatvāgra, Jiru, and all, they are all my, my brothers like that, he says. Isn't it? Sritama Mayama. In the psalm you find it. So there is only one father and the rest are only brothers. The devas are also brothers to you. The animals are brothers to you. The plants are brothers to you. The minerals are brothers to you. The three varieties, the gradations of devas are also brothers because they also accept the fatherhood of one God. Our master. So then your status within is different. Though the one whom sees as your, you see as your spouse, when you enter into you, you know it is, she is playing the role of a spouse, but truly speaking, she is as much a brother to you as you are to her. Isn't it? Fraternity exists between the, in the world relations also, a father doesn't think he is a father to the son. He knows that he, he has to be friendly to his son. It is friendly in that that prevails for the knower with all persons. The teacher doesn't feel that he is on a higher platform and these students are at a lower platform. It's not like that for a teacher. The teacher feels the, the, the brotherliness and friendliness of the rest of the beings and there is only one part. <coughs> That's the understanding of the relation when you enter into the temple. When you enter into the temple, you have one father and the rest of the beings are all brothers. That's it. And the father is male, female, know that. When we say father, we, we are unconsciously drawn to understand how about the mother. The, the, that which we call divine is both male-female in all understanding. From ancient most times on the planet, the understanding of the divinity is it is male-female. It is never separate. It is existence and awareness. It is Satchitananda Swarupa. That's how it is said. Sometimes you may see it as a, the consciousness and a, Sometimes you relate to the pure existence. 
is existence and awareness always together. Awareness merges into existence and emerges from existence. And even when it emerges from existence, it doesn't dealing with existence. We are products of awareness and existence and we are dealing with both of them. That's how we, when we are dealing, we get weakened and we lose our comprehension. We fall into ignorance, we develop the ego of I am, as I was telling you in the morning. And then we do not know what we have to do, what people say around you. You keep on doing, not following what your parents intended, intended you to do. Your parents means the parents within you as pure consciousness and pure existence. That's the parents. You are guided from within when you have the facility and ability to enter into the temple relating to you and relating to the one. That's why the most fundamental thing that is to be done in any practice of discipleship is making, uh, adapting to the regulations of contemplation and meditation. You should adopt <coughs> to the regulations of contemplation and meditation which would enable you to meditate and contemplate. This contemplation enables you to align with the one in you. When, when, when the contemplation leads you to the effort of alignment and when the alignment is complete then the meditation happens. When the alignment between the master in you and, and you, when it is, <coughs> when it happens, then the will of God flows through you. The love of God flows into you. The skill of God in doing actions flows into you. Icha, jnana, kriya, shakti. That's what we say in the morning invocation, what is given by Master Dwarakul. We say that from the light within the mind of God, that light streams forth into the minds of men. And from the, the, from the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. And then from the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men. When you are in alignment, what happens is the Trinity become relatable to you. That means the will, the knowledge and then the ability to act. These three, you are reinforced when you are in alignment. As I said in the morning, be solid alignment, solid prayer, solid worship. I told you in the morning how to live in worship also. It's all within. So this alignment, and if you sit in that alignment, you would come to know that you are but an expression of that. I am, and is an expression of that. So that I am becomes a truth. It becomes not a truth, the truth. It is the truth. So that I am is the alignment. That's why they gave the mantra Soham as a means to cause this alignment. The mantra Soham enables you 
which the very meaning of the mantra soham is that i am so that is in me in you and you are in your own both of you the meeting point of the father and son he is in the cerebral spinal column the father can meet you either in the heart center he can meet you in the brain center or if you wish you can go on meeting in the brain center he has the ability to move from muladhara to sahasra it is his house in his house we live isn't it in his name we live that's what we keep on studying like parents no parents do keep saying anything that we teach but they don't know what it is you know <laughs> he may parrot to sing soham it will say soham in due course but he doesn't know what it is so so many practice these students they practice not not knowing what it is not knowing what it is if you do it you are like a parrot so parrot like functioning doesn't help conscious functioning is the purpose and you need to do this soham in such a manner yes the father is in me i am going to meet my father now this is time to meet the father as our father has become important we for, for want of language we say father but it is father mother please remember for want of language we say father in english the best thing is to say divine the divinity is existence in the earth sri arabindo always chose to use the word the divine he said he is not a father because then there comes the question of mother when you say divine it is father and mother as well ramakrishna was always said mother but it's not really mother it is mother father there is in the mother mother there is the father it is the mother there is the father he is the existence hidden in the awareness awareness is the light existence is hidden in it just like you see the light and electricity is hidden in it you can't see electricity as such but when it is lighted through the light you experience the electricity isn't it through amplification of sound you experience electricity but do you really see the electricity you cannot likewise the father by inference is seen through the mother <coughs> we know that there is electricity when the light is on or when there is an amplification when there is a camera functioning isn't it it's electricity but did you see electricity but you know electricity is realization but not here to realize the existence of electricity he is known as knowing the electricity seeing the electricity likewise god is realized the truth is realized existence is realized on the basis of pure awareness or pure consciousness so we in the west in the christian theology they went on saying father 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 and consequently the female aspect is ignored theology which look only to the male side of the creation the female side gets ignored when the female side gets ignored 
experience is the goal. Because it is the consciousness that gives all experience. The splendor is in relation to consciousness. Spiritual experience means it is only at the standpoint of pure consciousness. Without that there is nothing. That's why mother, father, mother, father, mother is. All ancient theologists have considered a five-fold divinity, which I frequently tell people. When you say divinity, it is five-fold. It is father, mother, manifesting as will, knowledge and activity. Father, mother has the holy triad. <coughs> That's why. The holy triad means the trinity, the trimurti tattva. It is the father, mother only, male, female, prakriti, purusha, they, in the next stage, they manifest as a trinity. The will, the knowledge, and love, and activity. The ability to kriya-shakti, meaning the ability to act. Jnana-shakti, meaning the power of knowledge. And then ichha-shakti, the ability to align with the divine will. The will is divine, knowledge is divine, activity is divine when you are in relation with it. So therefore the purpose of the alignment on a daily basis, twice daily it is suggested. In fact, thrice daily is originally recommended. If you see the writings of Master Jalakul, he says, for the Western Hemisphere it is five times daily, the alignment is major. In the Eastern Hemisphere, it is three times daily recommended. He says it. And he gave the reason for it. The Westerns are more in action, therefore they require frequent alignment. The Easterns are not so much submerged in activity. They have a different approach to life. They don't just live for work. <coughs> they are not slaves of work, what do you understand? And the Easterns, he recommends the Easterns to do three times alignment, daily. That's why we have from ancient most times. The, the alignment during the morning time, alignment during the meridian time, alignment during the dusk time or sunset time. For the rest, the suggestion is to do it five times. That's why the, 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 the followers of Islam, they do it five times. Namaz is five times a day. It is recommended that uh, in, when you are overactive in the life, better you do it five times. Where Rajas prevails, where dynamism is excessive, better do it five times, he says. How five times as you wake up once, you are supposed to wake up much before the dawn. So as you wake up once, and then again at the dawn, then again at the meridian time, and then again in the evening, then again before going to sleep. These are the five times. Each time you do it, it is, five, it is enough if you do it five to seven minutes. It's not that you sit as we do it now here. It's a matter of alignment. Five to seven minutes. Just align five times a day, just to align three times a day. 
slowly you will reach a point you stand aligned at all times when you stand aligned at all times still you continue to do this only to be an example to others there are beings who are aligned for the aligned one there are no specific times that we have to impose on him for doing the prayers but he does it still yadya dasarati sreshta whatever the if, if, if some people see in you a model we have an additional responsibility to do it for them if you stop doing it they also stop doing it. therefore we have to do it. that that is the state when one is at all times in alignment so basically this alignment happens within your central column is not that within the central column the father son meeting happens the father is called in the scriptures as the permeating one the eternal one you are not the eternal one in the sense there is a part in you which is eternal there is a part in you which is ever changing there is a part in you the part that exists that works in the objectivity is ever changing the part which is in relation with the one inside is as eternal as the male female deity that's why we are said to be eternal ones we descended from him we are in so far as we retain this alignment with him we continue to be aksharas while as we enter out we enter into objectivity and conduct the work we are considered to be chara purushas chara purushas means there is it all that remains outside is terminable either it terminates or you are dealing to from it after some time but the one between is akshara akshara why because he is the the descendant of the one the descendant of the descendant of the one therefore is akshara and the one is called purushottama chara purusha the adhyatma man akshara purusha the indweller purushottama meaning the basis of the the one within you as you are said its basis and the basis of all that is around he is the basis of the whole universe he is also the basis of the being so that will that understanding of threefold dimension of man is most important man is a triple there is the divinity part in him there is the indestructible part in him there is the ever changing part in him three parts in him the ever changing part may get dealing with three span of time but the other two are eternal jeevo <coughs> devasanatana that's how it is said 
that is eternal. You are emerging from the eternal one, so therefore you are also eternal. Whatever is within the eternity is also with you. All that is permeating has vertically descended into this vertical descent has the same quality as that of that which is permeating. It's like the the space around if you bring it into a tumbler, within that also then the space outside this room, the space inside this room which has the same property. Because this structure only separates to the outer and the inner, but it is one. So likewise, the, the indweller, we have to be the indweller. The one who has the knowledge of entering into and living within. This is important. As long as you do not enter into and align with the divine in you, you cannot say you know the purpose of your life. When you do not know the purpose of your life, better follow <coughs> someone who knows the purpose of life. And that's how the teacher has come to be. The teacher, he knows the purpose. That's how the invocation is. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. They know and they serve the purpose and they teach the purpose. They write about it. All men of wisdom, they demonstrated in their life, they thought and they also wrote. Teaching and writing are the essential aspects of a master of wisdom. Every master has, who has found that alignment, he teaches to enlighten people, he writes. To cut so that it is available to people. That's how our scriptures have come to be. So, what is it that he teaches? He teaches how to relate to the divine within you. Teachers of various sciences are there, teachers of various occult sciences are also there. They are not sadgurus. There are gurus and there are sadgurus. Someone may be able to teach astrology. Someone may be able to teach etymology. Some others may be able to teach the grammar. Still others may be able to teach the cycles of time. And there are people who can teach the metrics of the universe, meter, chandra. And you may be, someone may be able to teach the various cycles of time like yugas and all that. And there are also teachers who can teach you how to make an appropriate utterance, there is a science of utterance, it's all a siksha. Siksha. There are six different sciences which are of occult nature and there are many details relating to it. But those are all specializations where relating to the one is not really taught. Sadguru means the one who relates you to the truth in you. Sat means truth. Sadhguru is the one who leads you to the truth in you as he has found the truth in him. 
and the sadguru he has access to every other sense because he has touched the truth that's why in the scriptures they say look for a teacher who leads you to the truth don't look for teacher who leads you to him there are teachers who gather students around him and aggrandize them them publicize about them them and then there is a grand propaganda material about himself through those who follow him this is another activity is is a is a kind of glamorous activity in the name of divinity that a bar the teacher is interested to lead you to the truth <coughs> the one who sees the truth leads you to the truth which is omnipresent omnipotent and omniscient గురువులు తమకు లోబడ తెరవులు తెలిపేదరు నర్సో బహళాగా it is very high in kaliyuga there is another kind of teacher kumbhani bhav cheppedi guru guru kumbhani bhav ante means the one who is the master of the universe how to reach him through you is what a true teacher tells you not all teachers tell you they may tell you about puranas they may tell you the discourse on bhagavad gita they may discourse on bhagavata they may discourse on upanishads but can they lead you to the truth in you is the question mm-hmm. only the one who has led himself to the truth can lead others to the truth that's why he said a true teacher is interested in only relating every being to the truth in him not outside that's what Christ also says when he was asked are you the son of God he said yes but you too okay so now each one of us is a son of god but when we come out of the sanctum sanctorum we we take a, we take to mistake an identity about us we believe of something else which we are not in truth as souls we belong to the universal soul as souls we all belong to the universal souls we develop a personality for all objective purposes that personality is ever changing from life to life it changes according to the program it changes he may be born as a male he may be born as a female he may be born to do certain acts for certain incarnations. <coughs> different personalities in different times. Different personalities in different incarnations. So there is a personality aspect in you, there is a soul aspect in you, there is a super soul aspect in you. The divine in you and you are there and your personality is there. Normally we shift our awareness from being the soul to be the personality. 
Who are you? Who am I? The question, the answer is, we you by our name. But that name is given after you came out of, into the world. Isn't it? It was different name in different life. So many names. I am son, son of soul, so you say, but that is only for this life. Earlier life, we had different parents. Different brothers, different sisters. And uh, you may be alternatingly it is said that we become male and female. The males are born as females and the females are born as males to round up our experience until such time that the male-female energy energy is balanced. Until we become androgynous. When you are androgynous, then you are complete. That means the male is in you, the female is in you. So, so whether you are in the male body or in the female body, you don't crave for the other gender then. The male craves for a female, the female craves for a male. Why? Because what is deficient in them, they care to get it. A male craves to, cares to get. More female into him, therefore he craves for the association with female. Likewise, a female craves for the male because it has to replenish itself with the male energy. But truly speaking, as son of God, the male-female energy is equally balanced in So there is no craving for anything. There is only functioning for the welfare of all. That's how it is. The entire understanding gets into a different level when we gain this habit of entering into ourselves and relating to the, the divinity in us. The, the divinity in us is available as the humming sound. The divinity is available in us as pulsating sound. The divinity is available in us as light. So therefore, enter into the heart center or focus at the bro center. These are the two that are recommended for those who follow the path of Raj Yoga. And there is a, imagine that you have entered into the temple in you. That is what is referred to Madam Blavatsky as the Holy of the Holies. The Holy of the Holies is somewhere, it's not somewhere, it is within you. You enter into you, then you have a, the Divine present with His three heads. That's how Trinity is there. That's how the Sasatraya concept has come. It is male, female, as Trinity, you have the Sasatraya. Or you, you can experience a, a form of light in the form of cosmic person. Just relate to him and be in, in, in association with him. 
whatever you receive as thoughts, make notes of it. Until you are very convinced that you can receive instruction from within, follow the teacher and receive the advice of the teacher. For what? To firm up your alignment. That is the only thing. Once you firm up your alignment within your, the divinity in you, then the program comes to you directly from the divinity within you. You don't have to ask for everything to the teacher who is in the outer. The teacher within is available to you. At a moment's shortage, she can enter into you and relate to him and know what is to be done. Should this be done, should this not be done? Should this be talked, should this, should this not be talked? This should, should this be eaten, this should not be, the Irish should not be eaten. Everything about all the five senses, the mind, the objectivity. In a given place, in a given time, how are you to relate? You know from within. This knowing from within is a great facility. That's why in ancient times, when the student approaches the father, the teacher, the teacher says, contemplate, 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 nothing else. He doesn't say, read this book, read that book and all that. This reading books is a modern habit, please know that. And you are, you make a wrong understanding because you read with mind, not, but not with your higher mind or buddhi. And then you have to brush aside all that later. You need to be debriefed because otherwise your own illusion of knowledge obstructs your entry into your being. That's why in the olden times, the only thing that is suggested is contemplation. Satapotapyata, Satapatpattva, Vesvaparishas. Each time the son goes to his father who is a teacher. Varna is the father and Bhrugu is the son. Bhruguru Vai Varavihi, like that. So then what happens? The suspect, the great teacher, to him there is a son born. The son wants to know. The father says, contemplate. How to contemplate? He gives the technique. That's it. How to contemplate is given. That's why nothing else is given. No other knowledge is given because once you contemplate and then you find that environment, the knowledge flows from within. <coughs> the will flows from within. The ability to do things flows from within. Everything flows from within to the outer. So why should the teacher engage himself in, in imposing thousands and thousands and thousands of concepts of wisdom on the student? Only to burden him, isn't it? It's only the more and more you know, the more and more you get confused. Isn't it? But once you stand in environment, you would know everything afresh. And you would know as much as is needed for the day, for the time. And you would fulfill what is to be done and thereby 
Raise and meet the father in me. Again, I see the father. Because Christ said, I shall now rise and go to the father. Once the work is done, he will go out and then be with the father who is all permeated. So this is how we have to understand these prayers. This is how we have to understand the worship. This is how we have to understand the contemplation. Otherwise we keep on doing which are unnecessary. If someone tells me, in fact many people told me to do business. People who know my uh, abilities, many good friends and many teachers suggested that I should do business. I said, thank you. Because it's not in my nature to do business. It is just that. I can tell you some professor, Mahatrike himself said, <coughs> he said, if you do business, you can be an international businessman. I said, what for? These are our conversations in the flights. I asked the master, what for? If you do business, you become a huge businessman. You have so many resources and you can help people. I said, I just smiled. And then he said, what is your, what is the meaning of your smile? I said, all those resources which you speak, that come to me to serve, do they not come to me if, we, if I align with the Divine in me? If I align with the Divine in me, He is the source for everything, isn't it? And it's an eternal source, it's a resource, never, never ending, ever resourceful, ever resourceful. So relating to the Divine in you enables you to realize the resources of the universe. Relating to the business and then amassing some wealth and the related problems and how much it can be used really for good, I don't know. So I feel that I, I, being lazy, I would like to relate with him then to relate to a huge business at an international. So he said, he smiled and kept quiet. This is how he, he used to tickle me. <laughs> Another time, once he looked into my hand, because he was getting by his head. He said, that if you go for the horse races, He told me, there is, in your hand you see this line, this line, he explains some lines, and says, if you go for half races, you will get enormous money. Then again I said, what do I do with that money? If you have as much money as is needed for the purpose, that is far more convenient than having enormous money. So I said, thank you, Master. If it is to be, it will be so. Where is the problem? I don't go to horses. Horse races. And at that time he said, you know, Kumar, if you wish, you can be a minister, meaning a political leader. <coughs> he can be a state minister. He can be a member of parliament. It's there in your hand, he said. I said, it's better to be an advisor to the Minister than to be a minister, isn't it? 
So to be a king is not so very interesting. To be an advisor to the king is much better situation. Isn't it? Then he thought that there is no way that this fellow would jump out of this yoga practice. <laughs> so why I am saying this is, if you turn with him, you would know what is to be done. Otherwise, every now and then people come and chant you with so many worldly things. In fact, once another teacher, very popular teacher in South India, I don't wish to name him, he sent word that it would, be, it would do well if I, if I contest for member of parliament. Because I have enough popularity that I may succeed to be a member of parliament. And he said that he contemplated and he, to him Mahasriki appeared, I believe. To him Mahasriki appeared and asked him to inform me. Mahasriki appeared to that teacher who is very popular in South. He said, your master tells me to inform you that you contest in the coming elections to be a member of parliament. So he sent word to his disciples. They came to my bureau. They said, I offered them a cup of coffee. After that, they said that your master told our master. Your master told our master that you should contest for member of parliament. Then I told them, please go and tell your master. Next time when he meets my master, I'll let him tell my master so that the master can speak directly to me. Why should he speak through another master? <laughs> Why should my master speak through somebody else to me? He can speak to me directly. Why he takes the indirect routes? And surely I will contest to the member of parliament if my master tells me. And he would never tell because he already knows by earlier experiences that such things don't work. <laughs> so why I am saying is these are all illusions. Someone says you, you stand up for MP to be an MLS or an MLC or an MP. These are all deviations. <laughs> Does it serve your purpose? What is the purpose of your life? Should know. You know the purpose of your life for sure if you enter into yourself. There is no other way. If not, every Tom, Dick and Harry will try to guide you. That's all. Every Tom, Dick and Harry. Many times, just, just came to me, this topic where I share with you, Many times my mother was telling my, our master Ike, you have some instructions from childhood, he, he, he had no occasion to receive instructions. Because my father was always saying, he doesn't need instruction, he knows what he has to do. So my mother among her seven children was always looking, someone instructs me. So he asked Master Ike, saying that from the childhood he is doing things and proceeding, <laughs> inspect him. 
then master he said the widow needs to instruct him he knows even before you instruct him so that's the beauty of alignment that's what i wish to tell you at that time grace it can happen to each one of us <laughs> till late if i want to go to a group if i have to travel or not i know from within so even if people say no no don't go it is already this it is already that i keep listening but then i know what is to be done <laughs> i know what is to be done whatever i am here i know clearly and i have to do that there is no other way isn't it so therefore what i have to do i would know when i am in alignment if i am not in alignment then it is gone and that alignment can be gone any day you know that is that is there the moment pride comes alignment is gone the moment egoism comes the alignment is gone <coughs> there is a, there was a question it was very beautifully written in mandra scripture by master ek he says a, a boy has asked his father how how long should i bicycle if i have to be on the bicycle how long should i pedal to be on the bicycle how long as long as you pedal you are on the bicycle otherwise you fall this way that way isn't it? as long as you are bicycling you are on the bicycle if you stop pedaling you will fall isn't it likewise as long as you are in the environment you receive the program it is easy if you are not in the environment If you illusion yourself that you are in alignment, can happen. That is why Lord Krishna says, let it be a daily habit to align. Never leave it. Never, never, ever leave it. Try to be in alignment. And if you can stay in alignment as much as you can. In that alignment, you gain what is to be done. What am I to do? will be known. Who am I will be known. How to do it, you will know. Who am I, what am I to do, how am I to do it, and the ability to do also comes from within. Everything comes from within. That's the beauty of the system. Everything comes from within. So you follow the program from the Father as it comes to you. Again I say Father, I have it. <coughs> by the divine in you the divine is male female you can say male you can say female they have no difference. between them there is no difference which one so that one manifests as trinity that's why it is fivefold that is why we have five headed deities both in the west and in the east five headed deities in the west they have agonai in greek system in the Egyptian system, and we have also the five-headed ones, isn't it? Panchamukha. <coughs> we worship Shiva as Panchamukha, we worship Ganesha as Panchamukha, we worship Hanuman as Panchamukha, meaning what? Male, female, in manifestation as Trinity. Male, female, in manifestation as Trinity. So when you relate to it, the will is known, the knowledge is known, the activity is known. 
But that can be known only when you enter into and relate. You must get into the temple and relate. You should enter into the temple and relate. You cannot stay outside the temple and relate. It's not possible. That is why if you are outside the temple, you are more in the personality. You are not, you are not the soul. As personality, you cannot relate to the divinity. The personality has its source in the soul. The jiva is the source for the swabhava that we are. The akshara purusha is the source for the akshara purusha. Be an akshara purusha, be the soul and relate to the super soul. As soul only you can relate to the super soul. There is no other way. That's why it is said, with, with Dehatma Bhava you cannot relate to the Divine. Only with Jivatma Bhava you can relate to the Divine. When you do not know, they think that as such they can relate. As such. <coughs> as such you cannot eat a jackfruit. Can you? Parasamana Radhinastarandi, Kotchetanjika, Kosku. It is the inner thing. As such, you cannot eat a coconut. Where is coconut? The entire thing is called coconut, but within that, within the shell, that white portion with the water, that is what is the soul of coconut. The rest is its personality. Likewise, around the soul there is a huge personality. <coughs> Be the soul to relate to the Father. This is important. That's why not knowing how to worship, if you worship, what is the purpose of that? Not knowing how to do, if you keep on doing the same thing. It's like a monkey and the coconut. The example of monkey and coconut is, the monkey does not know how to open the coconut. It knows that it is valuable, therefore it doesn't throw it away. The monkey cannot throw, the, throw away the coconut, but it cannot eat the coconut. So he is a man who does not know how to relate with the divine. He is like a monkey who is dabbling with this book, that book, this teacher, that teacher, or oh, there are so many teachers from ancient times, isn't it? One teacher is enough. One teacher is enough. One direction is enough, isn't it? Because you are not getting inside, you are not entering into. To enter into is what is called initiation. And that technique is what the teacher gives. <coughs> because he entered into, he aligned, he experienced, and he is living without any enigma. Complexity. So he says, let me share it with the others, out of love. He does it. And that also he doesn't volunteer himself. It is the will of God that not, not all knowers tend to be teachers. Not all knowers tend to be teachers because they have no self-proposal. If the divine wills, they teach. Otherwise, otherwise they remain in contemplation. Do what comes to them as the will of God. Not all novas need to be teachers. There are ten different ways of working for the divine plan. 
That's why we have kind of three groups like that we say. So therefore, let this be the practice. Let this be the practice. Enter into the temple. Go into this temple, go into that temple. There is the temple in you. Entering into your temple is of paramount importance. If you enter into your temple and you look for the divine in you, the sanctum, sanctum, you wait there. You wait there with patience. Wait there with patience. Waiting is one thing, watching is another thing. To wait and to watch. See how a dog of a high breed, it, it waits and watches. That's why dog becomes important as a symbol in spirituality. It is very alert. Within, when you stay with watchfulness, when you wait with watchfulness, you can sometimes experience some kind of touch. Some kind of touch from a very subtle touch. A very subtle flash of light and a very subtle sound. Like that, a watchful dog is so completely watchful, any little sound it gets alert. <coughs> Isn't it? Any movement anywhere is alert. So this kind of watchfulness in waiting is the step as you visualize either within your heart or within your growth center. Stay there. Stay there and be watchful, let it become a good habit. It's a patience here. We have to create this as a new habit. <coughs> The habit we have is just to move around with the help of the five senses. <coughs> the five senses, the body, the mind, and the comprehension of the objectivity, they all lead you into the objectivity. They are your implements for object to work. Upakarnas, that is how. Upakarnas means the ones that assist you in your work. <coughs> you are the one who is doing the work and they help you. For objective purposes. For subjective purposes they have no reverence. That's why you have to <coughs> keep the body stable, stay comfortable and stable. And turn inward, the five senses have to converge into the mind. The mind should converge into subject to the side of the mind and then relate to the higher realms. This is how it has to be practiced and patience is the means. Without patience it won't work. Do it daily whether you perceive something or you don't perceive something, let it be a habit. And let it be regular. When it becomes regular, it becomes a good habit. 
when they, when the, the when you are observing with him regularly with patience with watchfulness then it is an assurance to the teacher it's an assurance to the teacher. okay this fellow is craving for it he is deeply aspiring for it let me help him let me help him If you are very casual, no teacher helps you. Because he knows you are not serious. Why should something very valuable, very precious should be given to someone who is very casual and indifferent and irregular? <coughs> there is a saying among in our, in all languages it is there. You can't give pearls to a swine. Throwing pearls to the swine. Pandik mutyal is say, okay, then you say. Maratuvadik magalapu is say, yada jin chakravadu. Vahit chakravadu, but chakravadu. Atatha madipayin hantana. Maratuvadik magalapu is say, yada jin chakravadu, vahasana, dhanyaku, gopatana, dhanyaku, gopatana, మల్లెపూ విలువ తెలియని వారికి మల్లెపూ ఇస్తేలేము సమ్ తెలుగు జస్ట్ అది అన్నది సేమ్ సేమ్ స్టేట్మెంట్ లైక్ త్రోయింగ్ పేరల్స్ టు ది స్వాయిన్ వాట్ వుడ్ ది స్వాయిన్ డూ విత్ ది పేరల్స్ దట్స్ ది ట్రూ నాలెడ్జ్ ట్రూ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ కమ్స్ టు దోస్ హు ఆర్ రెగ్యులర్ ఇట్ కమ్ వన్స్ ఇన్ ఏ వీక్ ఇట్ డజన్ బట్ once in a way if you are once in a time once in a way if you attempt to pray you are not serious this is not your priority when this is the only priority that is how it is Asha, Atha Yoga Anushasana means Yoga is for those who feel that this is the priority nothing else is everything else is secondary to it You don't have to ignore the rest of the things, but this is my prayer. Adha Yoga Anushasana. The instructions of yoga or the aphorisms of yoga are for the one who is very, very fiery in his aspiration to relate with. <laughs> It cannot be something as a casual thing. Just like you gather many things, you also gather some knowledge and keep it in your pocket. That's how we have to, that's why in the Eastern scriptures and the Eastern teachers always have kept the tapas as the first and fundamental thing. <coughs> that comes later. Because once you are aligned, everything comes in your way. Everything comes in your way. If you are aligned, knowledge comes to you. If you are aligned, the ability to do things come to you. Because the ability is what we call Kriya Shakti. It is the third logo. Kriya Shakti. The knowledge is the second logo. And then the will is the first logo. The three put together constitute the male-female God and you are relating to Him in you. When you are relating to the male-female God in you, the will, the knowledge and the Kriya Shakti are the ability to act. 
they descend into you and with their, with their help you fulfill your life outside. Those are the other upakaranas. They are the true upakaranas. They are the true instruments through which you can fulfill. And your body with the five sense organs, five organs of action, five senses, organs of senses, and then the mind and your buddhi, your yoga will fall in line with that trinity. Then you are complete. Then you are complete. That's how the work has to be done. <coughs> if you see the any initiate, he, he became an initiate. The very meaning of initiate means he has entered into. Initiation, the true understanding through science of etymology is to enter into. He has entered into himself. He found the light, he found the truth, and he found the purpose of his being in this form. That's so an initiate is. So once you know that according to that you do, that's all. That's it. So you don't have to separately acquire knowledge. As exactly Master Siddhiv says, be in this prayer regularly, all knowledge comes to you from within. All knowledge comes to you from within. And the scriptures affirm what you have experienced within. That's the beauty. And your ability to act also improves because there is an energy flow from higher circles into you. You won't be forgetful, you won't be making so many mistakes as before. And you don't have to bluff because it is clear to you also whatever is received is transmitted. Whatever is received is translated into speech and into action. That's how you see the stories of initiates, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. He did not study books. Sri Arabando, he did not study books. Sri Ramana Maharshi, he did not study books. Master Siddhi, he did not study books. On such alignment, many books came through them. It's another different, it's a different story. Because they stay aligned, anything they speak is in tune with the truth and the laws of nature. That's it. It's not that they wrote books and later became initiates. <laughs> they became initiates and then the teachings came through them in the form of teaching or in the form of writing. Such teachings last, they have a language. Other teachings they don't have language. So which way you place first tapas or contemplation or meditation? Study of books before, without this you will have no meaning. You study only to forget, in action you don't remember. When you are into action, your own personality comes to play. All that you have studied from the books or listened doesn't help you. Because mind is so forgetful. So but if you are in alignment, the knowledge comes. Everything comes. So Ramakrishna Paramahansa, Ramana Maharshi, did you see Sridhi Sai Baba, did you listen that he studied these books, those books, and those books? No. 
Which master really studied books before he became a master? Please tell me. He became a master by virtue of his alignment and later the knowledge flew through them. <coughs> That's why this many of our studies should be replaced with the aspiration for contemplation. Aspiration. Then you know what to do and how to do. Then you know that your life is a life, your work is a work of offering to the surroundings. Offering to the surroundings. It happens as an offering to the surroundings. You know for, for, for sure that if you are in this body, it is meant to benefit the surroundings also. That's the noblest thing that can happen to anyone. You don't live in the body for yourself, for your sake. You live in the body for others' benefit, for others' sake. When you live, when you work for yourself, you are called a pilferer. When you are working for yourself, you are called a pilferer. When you are working for others, you are called an offerer. Offerer. Work as an offering is what the nature intends us. <coughs> Work as an offering is what nature intends us. And that offering has to be of some use to the surroundings. I said, great seers, when they had nothing to do, they were, they were, they were throwing seeds for flower plants, growing gardens, and or some nurseries, or some fruit gardens. Not that they eat, but it will be useful for people to experience. So therefore, living for oneself is, comes out of ignorance. Living as an offering to others, one's life is an offer to others. That is what is called Purusha Medha Yajna, meaning you are offering yourself to the benefit of others. <laughs> Such an offer makes you mortal. The very fact that you are alive is, is a firm situation where you tend to be mortal. And your activity also tends to be more to activity. In this sense, it continues to inspire. The actions of Rama are inspiring right from Treta Yoga to Dhapara Yoga to Kali Yoga. Isn't it? The actions of Hanuman, the actions of Ganesha, right from Lemurian times, their actions are continuous inspiration because not only they are immortal, their activities are also immortal, their teaching is immortal. It remains. It doesn't die. So therefore, the basic thing that is coming from yesterday evening is the importance of finding that environment within yourself and enabling the influx of love and light and power into you. <clears throat> and then you stand transformed and you have a different understanding of work. You have a different understanding of the world. And accordingly you would function. That should be our attitude. That's how people have done great acts on the planet. Great acts. <coughs> In Bhagavad Gita speaks, three things not to be left out at any time. Three things. One, it says, suffers. Second it says yajna, third it says dana. 
never leave them however knowledgeable you are you daily contemplate and you daily offer yourself offer yourself to the surrounding life in the sense that it benefits others whatever way you can cook and serve there are masters who are cooking and serving you can teach you can enlighten if they want if they want food they give food they don't waste time till will be grateful hours they don't waste because they would like to be of use to the surroundings and then as they keep on offering to the surroundings the natural resources come in abundance to them the natural resources come in abundance to them and ensure that it is again distributed don't accumulate dana dana means anything that comes up to you don't usurp it don't don't appropriate it to yourself it comes to you not only for you but for so many others so again distribute them dana so ekjamo danamo tapas that's how it is said as the ultimate teaching of krishna don't leave these three things at any time <coughs> don't leave it. keep on donating as much as you can you can donate food you can donate clothing in a very little way but daily let that be a daily activity a continuous activity you can you can help with your body you can help with your senses that's what is given as called dimensions of dana in jnana yoga the more and more you keep on doing that more and more there is influx of energy into you there is what is called dravya yajna meaning the material that gathers around you distribute don't accumulate and the energy you have in the body utilize for others sarira ajna the senses that you have help others he can help a blind man he can help a, a lame person he can help a deaf person deaf deaf one because we have ability to hear isn't it? so use your senses to help others use your body to help others use your mind to help others use your wisdom to help others use your knowledge of pranayama to help others that's how he says anything that you that is with you can be seen how it can gainfully be employed in the surroundings <coughs> that is what is called intelligent utilization of resources for the benefit of all which is called the third way of intelligent activity intelligent activity is not that i use all my intelligence to gather things for me intelligent activity is to ensure that the intelligence that i receive from the third logos is utilized to benefit as many people as possible that is how what it is called krishna says in one sentence there are 10 dimensions of yajna ajnadham kuru karmane 10 dimensions 
So, when this is all possible for the aligned one, not for others, because others have a different While your personality have a different understanding. While you are a soul in alignment with the super soul, you have a totally different understanding. That's where you keep on sharing, 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 sharing. Whatever is with you, you share with us. Ekjamo dhanamo tapas. But in the reverse order it should happen. First tapas. That's how you see the biographies of any master of wisdom. First he got aligned, then he came to know. It is not through knowledge that you reach the divine. It is by reaching the divine you get the knowledge. There is the reason why in Bhagavad Gita at every end of every chapter the last says, Align with me, you will know this. Align with me, you know this dimension. Align with me, you know this dimension. Align with like that eighteen dimensions he gives in eighteen chapters. Through the dimensions don't think you can reach the divine. Align with the divine, the dimensions come to you. <coughs> That's the key. So therefore, let us give top priority to meditation. The knowledge comes through meditation. The ability to serve comes through meditation. People think of serving, but there are so many jealousies, so much of competition and so much of conflict in doing group service. Isn't it? Why? Because we are not aligned. But if you are an aligned one, the service happens to you. And then a lot of distribution happens to you, a variety of things, not only material things. You can distribute to, to neutralize, to, <coughs> to calm down others' emotions, to bring down harmony into others' mental plane, to raise them into wisdom, to, to there are thousands, all those are mentioned in the fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Twelve yajnas, it speaks Including transmission of the energy of Brahman, there are activities which can be done to be useful to the surroundings. So this is how it has to be understood, the prayer has to be understood. Don't just limit it to our understanding of we just make it, okay, today the prayer is over. <laughs> when the prayer is over, you have to be a different person. <clears throat> when the prayer transforms you, such transformation is intended for that reason, the master works with as a central vertical vibration. The whole thing, the theme has started yesterday in the prayer itself. The utterance has some central vertical vibration. The central vertical vibration enables us to align with the divine, therefore the importance of prayer. Thank you one and all. We continue tomorrow with different dimensions because there are so many dimensions. And the idea is that we have to never think it is late. We have to reaffirm that I shall stay put with the Attempt to align with the Master within me, with the help of the Master who guides me 
ట్రయాంగిల్ విత్ ఏ మాస్టర్ ఆఫ్ విజ్డమ్ టు ఫైండ్ ది మాస్టర్ ఇన్ యూ ట్రయాంగిల్ ది మాస్టర్ హోమ్ యూ ఆర్ ఏబుల్ టు కాంటాక్ట్ ఇట్ యూ కాంటాక్ట్ ది మాస్టర్ కాంటాక్ట్ యూ ది మాస్టర్ హోమ్ యూనో అండ్ ది మాస్టర్ ఇన్ యూ యూ హ్యావ్ టు బి యూ హ్యావ్ టు ఫామ్ ఏ ట్రయాంగిల్ బికాస్ దే ట్రయాంగిల్ వర్క్ అనేబుల్స్ ఈజీ అకాంప్లిష్మెంట్ the manifestations are easy only through a triangular activity so the master that you are that came in touch with you and the master in you and yourself make a triangle and then try to realize the master in you who is a an expression of the universal master may that be so thank you ananda let us move towards dinner for this evening and meet tomorrow I thought it was a schedule that I was there. Namaskar.